Are you there, God? It's me, Allie. Book two. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And this week... We are doing 1980s. We are on the cusp. Ooh. 1980s, Oh God, Book, Book two, 2. Which I believe is our... No, no, I was about to say it's our first sequel, but that's not true. We did Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, that's right. So um, it's not our first sequel, but um, it's uh, our first sequel to have literally one... Per- no, no, that's Mad Max again. Nope, not true. Not true. Bruce wow, Spence. can you bring us into your brain a little bit? Okay, there. I was going to say it was going to be our first sequel to have literally only one person from the uh, <laughs> from any of the other movies, um, but uh, I forgot Bruce Spence. It is true because Bruce Spence is, is in uh, both Road Warrior and Thunderdome, so... Wow, we should just start right on over. This is the worst beginning ever. <laughs> anyway, oh god, oh god, book two, the sequel to the 1977, I believe, is a very popular. Oh god, with John Denver. With John Denver. This is not that movie. Yeah, that that movie was uh, was directed by uh, by Carl Reiner and written by Larry Gelbart. Uh, this one. Not quite as, uh, you know, illustrious. It was... Uh, this one is not. It was written by Gilbert Cates and, uh, I mean, directed by Gilbert Cates with a screenplay by a committee. Ah, committee. <laughs> you know, Gilbert Cates uh, probably is best known, and not by me, but by anyone who would really know his name as uh, the as a guy who produced like 14 Academy Award ceremonies between 1990 and 2008. Hmm. He's basically responsible for people thinking Billy Crystal knows what he's doing. Hmm. Um, you know, he's also responsible for David Letterman as an Oscar host. Well, good for him. So, Uma, Oprah, Uma, whatever. Oprah. I never actually saw that, by the way. Yeah, you're lucky. Although that, I think... I probably would have found that funny. That, that year, I was, that I year, was the kind of person who would have found that awful I awkwardness funny. I think that was the same year that Jack Palance did his one-armed push-up. Maybe not. No, no, no. no, no. He Billy did that Crystal with Billy Crystal. You're right. Yeah. Anyway... Um, I, just channeled, wow, we, we, I just channeled your father there, by the way. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, let's do, you want to do yeah. an elevator pitch or do you have more things to say? Uh, Does it really I matter? Guess, I mean, I, I guess other than to say the, the Oh God uh, series of movies is kind of like a, a series of movies that were popular at the time, but I feel like they've been lost to the mists of time. Because mm. I, I was, I recently guested on another podcast and mentioned that uh, we were doing this as our movie and neither of the two millennials... <laughs> Uh, involved in that particular one had any earthly idea what the Oh God series was. <gasps> so and, yeah. and the millennials are te- technically our our fan base. I, are they? Well, we we cusp we cusp between the millennials. And I didn't the, know we had a ex. fan base. Actually, is we, more we what have, I'm we saying. Have, we have like three fan. Three fans, and of of the three fans, I guess two are millennials. So I guess you're right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We we cusp though, because I think one okay. is a Gen Xer. So okay, yeah, yeah, we're we're right on the edge there. All we're right, cusp yeah. with you guys. Today's a cusp no baby game. boomers because they're yeah. garbage, <laughs> um, human garbage. Um, so yeah, it, it, so it, it George Burns is the only returning character. He plays the titular God. Yes. You know, Oliver God. Oh God. Oliver God. No, <laughs> no, that is a lie. That is a lie. Um, so yeah, I, I guess uh, I'll give you the elevator pitch. Okay. Um, 
God appears to a little girl, makes everyone think she's crazy, and then convinces everyone she's not crazy, and then that's about it. I like that. Yeah. I mean, can you give me a more exciting elevator pitch? <laughs> um, it's like, oh God, but not with John Denver. Ah, okay. But also that means, but will it have Terry Gar? No. They will have Suzanne Plachette, though. Oh, okay. That's kind of a lateral move. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all right. Um, okay. Okay. That's, all right. Uh, so, will, it, will it have Uncle Panoose from, uh, from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Make Room for Daddy? Yes. Yes, awesome. as a fact, it will. Awesome. Okay, I'm sold. All right. All right so, uh, um, you can so, have the movie. <laughs> so for those of you uh, who probably have already guessed this, the Oh God Book 2 movie is actually a movie I am showing John. Um, he had never seen it, although he might have seen a little bit of it. I, 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 he, he, I will say this. I had seen it. I had seen, I've seen the first two Oh God movies, but I had remembered nothing about it and wasn't sure I'd seen it until... Like halfway through the movie, I went, yeah, I've seen this one, but I can't remember anything that happened. Right. So it's like, it's as if I didn't it's see it. I saw it when I was like five. It was like he was dreaming yeah. or sleeping in the same room that the movie was on and yeah. woke up once in a while. Well, it's more like I something. saw it when I was five and therefore had no, yeah, had know, no recollection. <laughs> yeah, like I don't remember much of anything from when I was five. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, and it, so in, in a matter of speaking, no, he had not seen it and I was showing him this movie. Right. I've seen this movie multiple times. I... Love this movie. Now, it's a little interesting if you've, if you've been following along, Legion of Fan. Um, and I keep saying fan because I think it's really funny. It's supposed to like yeah, you, the many you, fans. You like, you, like, you, you like my joke. I do like your I, joke. That joke I made like 20 episodes ago. I, we yes. haven't even done 20 episodes. I know, exactly. But my point is that you said it once, but then since then you've been like, oh, our fans, even if we only have three. And I'm like, no, we have Legion of Fan. And I still think fan. that's really funny. Okay. So I'm going to continue to yeah. perpetuate explain, your joke. The best, th- the best thing to do with jokes is to explain them. You know, you have to why. understand, I did not come from a funny family. No, my father's not funny. Well, he is funny. He just doesn't think he is, and he doesn't understand funny. So we talked about my dad and his... Yes, his we may actually have my dad be a guest on this show. Yeah, there is one 80s movie. There's one 80s movie that, 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 that we might actually... The only, the only thing he finds funny. Literally, that and MASH. The only two things he right, finds but, funny. But MASH is from the 70s. Yes, the I know. The movie MASH. The movie MASH. Well, actually, the show MASH, too. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't talk about that. He talked about the movie. Well, yeah, because, you're, because your father is a little more sophisticated. M- my father basically killed the idea that I was ever even remotely a comedian in any sense of the word like performing comedy when I was a kid when I was 11. So even before this podcast did that? Way before this podcast he, he beat it out of me and basically told me that I wasn't funny. Didn't literally beat her by the way. No no not literally beat. no sorry I just said figuratively beat it out of me that I'm not funny. He didn't mean to do it he he was genuinely just did not understand how something that the rest of the entire world would think was humorous uh he did not. Uh by the way our are they charging us how much a session? <laughs> how much of a how much a session are they charging my for us to is, have this therapy out here? You my know? point is, my point is, I that was the reason that I keep making that joke. So um, I show John this this movie. I love this movie. If you haven't, if you have been following along, there's a theme to some of the movies that I've been showing John. They have little girls. in Yes, them? they do. I tend to. Uh, you tend to because as a little kid, you're like, I could do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they also tend to be dark haired little girls. Have you noticed that too? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of. I, want, I was like that's projecting blonde, my little life. blonde girls. Horrifying. Well, I sorry for any, any blondes. I out certainly there. did not want to be uh, Carol Ann from Poltergeist. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's a really yeah. terrifying thing to want to be. And you didn't. You, you didn't want to be Drew Barrymore from Firestarter. No, I really didn't want to do that. Really, either. you didn't want to start Firestarter. Or, or Reconcilable Differences, which you haven't seen. <gasps> 80s movie. Wait. Are, 
Isn't that like a, that sounds like a Cinemax movie that would have nudity. No. Irreconcilable differences. No, 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 no. Naked guards. No. Ryan O'Neal, Shelley Long. Oh, I don't want to see Shelley Long naked. Never mind. <laughs> I think it's Shelley Long. I might be wrong about that, but I think it is. Is it Shelley Long or Shelley Duvall? It would be Shelley Long. I don't want to see either Long. of them naked. Yeah, nobody wants to see any of them naked. Shelley Winters? No! No! Run Are away! They? Run away! She- Shelly Berman? <laughs> Are there any famous Shellys that like that I want that I want to see naked? No. Pete Shelley of the Buzzcocks? Uh, mm, sorry. <laughs> no. So um. So yes. Yeah. So I I I've had a long standing. If, if you're if your name's Shelly and, and and not famous, uh, cool, good on you. But if your name's Shelly and famous, I apologize if you. If I you... have told you my 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 very embarrassing when Harry met Sally story, haven't I? With the name Shelly. You mean the fact that you mean the fact that you, like your father is na- is named Shell? Mm-hmm, Sheldon. But he doesn't go by Shelley. No, he does not. But the whole Shell thing. Right, and yeah, thing. and that, oh Sheldon, oh Sheldon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. told you, you the story. You've told me the story. I don't. You probably haven't told everyone else this story, but but I I, I think they probably gathered it from my synopsis <laughs> of it that I just gave. Basically, you basically ruined the story. Thanks. Okay, so anyway, well, moving I, on. I, you're welcome, everyone. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, but we do know it. that I don't know how to set up and tell a funny story. Burn so, notice. You know, there we go. <laughs> so uh, in the Oh God uh, book two movie, uh, I guess we could. <laughs> I know it's in the Oh God, God book, book two, two movie. movie. How about just in Oh God book two? So, um, as we're t- as we're telling this uh, delightful story of um, of a little girl, a precocious little girl, uh, th- but played by the actress Luann. Luann, no last name. I mean, she was shared. Her, her last Cher. name is Sorota, by the way. But, but she did. Uh, but she was not credited as Luann Sorota no. in most of her movies. That she literally did when just she was Luann. She was a, she was a child a child star who was in several like mostly TV shows and things. But her main claim to fame, other than Oh God, was that she was at the time the youngest person to play Annie on Broadway. Oh. Um. Yeah. And um, her the woman playing her mother is Suzanne Plachette. Yes. Um. um where, who basically could not be on the screen without a ton of under eye makeup and a filter. Uh, a little well, bit. Well, yeah, that, well, that, that's the law. That's the rule. The, of the movie. The rule. And well, it's really of, funny if you actually watch. Yeah. Those, there's one scene yeah. where you can see her walk, and there was no Vaseline on the lens, but you could see she walked into uh, into the screen with David Burney, the male lead in this movie. And for just a split second, you could watch she had to come into focus because he was there. And you don't show a guy with a blur with with a, with a slight blur on the lens. So like you you could watch like if you, like like literally you can watch her take three steps and she goes from being this like shimmering hazy person to like a normal human being. And it was a very like a stunning moment. moment. Like yeah. I did a little shiver there that you you couldn't see. Um, trying but to I think. bet you all could so feel we, it. So we've basically gone through the main cast members' names here. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously. Well, George Burns. George Burns, yes, uh, playing God. We already Luan went through that. and and then what about um um? There's a bunch Sh- of little people. What about um her, Shingo? Well, yeah, but Shingo's not really a famous actor. In no, fact, but Shingo Shingo was played by John Louis uh, as the name of the actor. But I'll tell you this: he's so so not credited with things that he's he's got one of those red names on Wikipedia. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't think he's done anything else of note other than this. Right. Or if he did, I question mark. There was one, the, the neighbor, the woman who keeps. Oh no, there's her. a lot. There's a lot of like that person. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the people movie, in it. You know, like, so, so like Mrs. Poole is somewhere in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Mrs. Poole. <laughs> I forget. I forget her. I forget her name, but the actress who played Mrs. Poole in the Hogan family. So let's let's uh, take it Edie back. Sedg- not Edie Sedgwick. Edie something. Do we want Do we want to do? Uh, uh, I mean, do we want to talk through the plot, or do we? How do you want to go? I, through I, this I, one? I think the plot is a really quick summary that I yeah. can give you. I mean, it's it's there, there's not a lot of plot basically. Uh, there's a little girl, uh, 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 Tracy Richards. I, I remember, like, because ah, it sounds like Dick good. Tracy. Yes. Uh, Tracy Richards is a little girl who 
you know, she's had, at one point, basically she makes a, she's, her parents are divorced. She lives with Suzanne Plachette, but her father, David Burney, uh, former husband of Meredith Baxter, uh, and former star of Bridget Loves Bernie in the 70s for all of you people who remember that show which is none of you people because you're all younger than I am and I'm too young to remember Hey, and it. by the way I don't know if you guys were playing but this is apparently John's brain trivia continue I'm just I'm just whipping out the trivs uh-huh. um, but, trivia uh, bomb but it, her parents are separated uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think they're divorced they're not they're not, they're not technically divorced no they're just but separated they're, they're separated and uh, and she's uh, she basically is she mentions like something up to her father about like basically you know like you you know believing in God you you know just because you can't see him or prove he's there doesn't mean you shouldn't believe in God or something. Her father is her father is an addict. Like, is like an, mad an ad, man. Yeah, an, an ad, ad, an ad, ad exactly. man. Yeah, he's yeah. an ad man. So in so he picks her not, up. Not not one of the madmen. No, no, but but an, an ad man. An ad man. And he picks her up from not from, an admin either. I'm, I'm literally going to punch the crap out of you in about one second. I will block you with this small dog that's sitting <laughs> on our laps. So, uh, uh, but but he picks her up uh, after school to take her out for uh, dinner and a movie, which is what they normally yeah, go do. It's, it's like sounds like a date. That's a little creepy. But it is what the, it's their. It's, it's not their, after school, by the way. We had this we had this whole discussion oh, like during a, the movie. We had this whole thing during right, the it was movie probably about, a Sunday. about it was it was a Saturday. It, it was, was a Saturday. Okay, it was a Saturday. It was established. It, it like okay, every my Saturday. Bad. I'm sorry. I'm I misinformed. We, we had an oh god continuity timeline discussion during the movie because we had like this whole confusion about like why because she was wearing a, a plaid skirt so you thought it was a school uniform right. but she doesn't her school doesn't have uniforms right so she was just dressed like a uh, fine like a dad was coming to pick her up for his weekend you know d- dad daughter time fine takes her out to a, a restaurant and they're talking a Chinese it. restaurant yes which is important later a, a surprisingly high-end looking Chinese yeah, it was restaurant really cool. I wanted to go there like it, it like it was it was a very fancy Chinese restaurant yeah, it was like you really want to spend a good Christmas there it's it's just nice yeah you it know? would be great yeah my family would be too great there Good yeah. Jewish Christmas. Yeah, so your family does sort of celebrate Christmas. Because, we do because, well, I mean, it's kind of weird. It, it's like a cargo cult version of Christmas, where yeah. it's like you have all the symbols of Christmas, but you don't really understand what they're for. <laughs> and, and Christ does not make an appearance <laughs> in any sense of the word. That's okay. He never shows up at my Christmases either. That's yeah, true. <laughs> so, um, so, but they they they're out at this restaurant and they're having conversation. Essentially, what John said, you know, uh, about and things she, you don't believe in or whatever. Yeah, and, and that's when she and, makes and, a and comment and like that. She makes a comment about that, and then her dad has to make a phone call or something he has to call his girlfriend has to call his girlfriend that's right his girlfriend that apparently has big boobs and she does have big boobs she actually we, big we boobs. did comment on that yeah she's but a tight it, t- tight sweater and big boobs yeah but um she's uh basically she like basically she gets a message in a fortune cookie that, from god telling mm-hmm. to telling her to go and go to the lounge yeah and meet and because meet him. This, this is a Chinese restaurant that's so nice it has its own lounge. I mean, it was a nice looking lounge. And so she meets God, and and uh, there's he a, talks to her, but he doesn't. He show talks to her, doesn't yet. show. I'm, I'm trying to do a I'm fat. Sorry. I'm trying to do a quicker thing. Fine, fine, she fine. meets God. He basically like basically says, you know, like a lot of people are no longer pay, believe in me, but you do. And she, you know, and basically because her dad's in advertising, she's like, what you need is a slogan, and he basically gives her the assignment to uh, to. To do this, to come up with a slogan, and she uh, ends up farming it out with her friends, and they 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 end up coming up with the slogan, "Thank God," not "Thank God," "Thank God" in the delicious pun, and they start graffitiing it everywhere, and it, which freaks out the school officials, and uh, she's she's basically considered crazy by the school, and they they there's this whole thing where she's going to get taken away to a special school because she refuses to no, stop. No, literally an institution. An institution. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's going to be like institutionalized, you know, and in the end, God saves her. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the short, that's the that's short, short version, version. Of, of the movie. And we Thank can you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, we we're done. you enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah. Would you recommend it? No, I'm just <laughs> okay. So, but I, I just want to get that out of yeah. the way. That's because that, it's a very simple plot. It is a simple it, plot. It, it, like it's it's it's. Like it's it's a movie. It's very interesting that you were really a huge fan of this movie as a kid because Why? it's. I don't know. I, I guess I mean it's it's I'm obviously still a huge fan of no the movie. no. I mean I'm just saying like, and I I guess it's because I I mean your family was fairly secular. Yeah. Well, yes. With you my know, father. Yeah. Your father. Your father. Your the father. Jewish atheist. Your, yeah, but I mean culturally Jewish, but atheist. Yeah. I mean, and this movie is not you know a Christian movie. It's just no. God is God. It doesn't have a. It's it it could be. Either so that's not the weird part. It's just that your family is so secular, and this movie really has that. You know, it has a lot of religious trappings. I yes. mean, God is real, and it's not just that God is real. It's not like a zany God is real. I mean, he really God is really trying to increase people's faith. Yes, you know. So it's just I find it interesting that this would be a movie that like moved you as a kid. Well, also, but you have to remember that one of the many, you know, what you kind of philosophical discussions you can have with a with a nine year old. She's nine, right? I think she's nine. Uh, probably. Yeah, she's you nine know, nine. like if she's not, yeah, it's close enough. No, she's eleven. eleven. According, according, I just, I just glanced over. Okay, eleven you know, year old. Yeah, whatever notes, you yeah. can have. I mean, she's in that age range. Whatever. The kind of philosophical discussions or theological discussions you can have with a, a nine or eleven year old or eleven year old is, it, you know, to me they were questions I were I was asking anyway. They have they have conver- She and God have conversations like. Well, you know, I, God says he's flawed and he made mistakes and he talks about the different animals that he screwed up with, you know, and, and, you know, he says, for example, um, you know, the flamingos, he put the knees on backwards and, you know, and then I don't remember the other one, but then, um, she says, oh, you really goofed with the giraffe. And he said, well, what do you mean? And she said the long necks. And he said, well, that they, the long necks are so they can eat the leaves. And she goes, well, why didn't you make the tree shorter? And then later she leaves the room and you hear him say, maybe I should have made the tree shorter. Like it's literally Little things like that that made the 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 this idea of this like all perfect knowing being which I couldn't buy into as a little girl it didn't make sense to me it humanized this theory that even God can make mistakes which made all of the bad shit that was going on understood to me like oh well maybe that was just a fuck up you know and I think that helped me handle some of the stuff yeah. that was going on. Remember, when I, remember if I was identifying with this little girl at the time, um, when did this come out? In the 80s? In 1980? 1980. So I would have been four when the movie came out. I probably didn't see it then. I'm pretty sure I probably saw it at age like Yeah, I know that I did not eight. see it in a theater. Yeah, I had to be like eight, eight, eight years old when I saw it, which would have meant it would have been on like HBO or something, you know, something on, on our television in some capacity. So my thinking is that at that point, my grandmother had already gotten sick. I'd already seen a lot of really crazy crap go on in my life that I was like I needed something to make sense here I'm I was kind of joking when I said the oh god you know dear god is me you know uh, hello god is me Margaret but that was a really like important book in my life because here I was Jewish there was all of this talk about God around that the Jewish God was not discussed in the same way that you would see it in movies and and the way that they experienced this one didn't take it in that didn't go to religion it just went to the to the theoretical conversation about God this idea of what is God and is God something do we think of God as a human being or is he just taking on that form so that he can have a conversation with a little girl so she doesn't freak out right you know or when he walks into with all the other although although as we learn from the full continuity of the movies obviously that's a form he likes to take yeah and a form that Satan likes to take yes we do (laughs) learn that from the third movie right so uh you know so I think that's probably why I was so I was sort of taken by this movie is that I feel as though it really it took me, 
it, there's first of all there's the fantasy moment there's that moment of like well maybe I could have been that little girl because remember the yeah. other movie that haunted my life yeah. which was The Exorcist which I truly believed that I was going to become um, possessed by the devil so I'm, I'm freaked out that I'm going to be possessed by the devil and then all of a sudden here's God that comes down and like actually talks to little girls as opposed to Satan who's going to or you know, the, the devil or some demon essentially I think it turned out to be I don't think it's actually the devil I think it's some demon in, in, in the exorcist yeah it's a demon named Pazuzu yeah yeah it's a demon so so but when you're when I was whatever I was well yeah I didn't know that when I, I didn't was know younger, that yeah. was little you know you know one idea you know especially because we didn't come from a Christian family and right. that's well that's a very it's a very yeah. the exorcist is also a very Catholic movie yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. Ra- I, I I wasn't raised uh, I was raised by Southern Baptist we don't have that like level of like angelology and demonology. Yes, exactly. You know, it like doesn't work it, in our world either. Yeah, so, so it's not. You so know. it was so outside of me, but then here I was like freaked out that was going to happen to me. So and then I have this other side of it, which is this very human but almighty power coming down and telling you, "Hey, you can't." The, my favorite, in, my entire favorite thing in this in, in this movie is the conversation they have when she runs away and he meets her at the train station or the bus station, whatever it's supposed. To, I think it's a train station. Um, when yeah, she, I think it's which a has left Shingo's family. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and he shows up there, and she hasn't seen him in a long time. She's like about to go to this institution. She runs away. She goes and stays at his his grandparents' house for a while, and they're Japanese and they don't speak English. It's very, it's a funny, funny little scene. But it's, it's borderline racist, but you it know. is. But they're, you know. Although they, they, there is a funny moment where in the translations they make fun of the kid for speaking such crappy yes, Japanese. which is he, a very funny moment. Like, because they don't speak any English and she's hiding with him and they make fun they make fun of their grandson. Like, because they, they don't know why she's there. Yeah. It's like Shingo speaks such crappy Japanese that they have no idea yeah. like, what he meant when he told them why she was there. Which is very funny. You know? It's a so, funny little moment. But so anyhow, she, she runs away because her father finds out that she's there and she has to get away because she doesn't want to go to the institution and she's at the train station and God shows up and they have this beautiful conversation and this is the one that actually I think really helped me as a little girl so he says she says why do bad things happen you know to good people like kids getting sick kids my age getting sick and dying that's a terrible thing why would you let that happen yeah yeah and what I love about how he described it and it was so perfectly put for a someone who is a little girl like me is he said you know you can't have a back without a front. You can't have a top without a bottom. He, he was the, I built the system, but there's no way around it. So you can't have pain, lo, like happiness without pain. And while I, it's not it's not a perfect answer, and it doesn't really satisfy all of the questions. It at least gave me something to hang on to. And I got to tell you, even in my adult life, I think about those things sometimes. I'm like, you really can't have a back without a front. You can't have a top. Without, I mean. This is a surprisingly heady conversation Sorry, for this podcast. I know, I'm not. I don't apologize. I'm just saying I, I wasn't expecting it to go this heady. Well, it meant a lot to me. This no, moment. okay, okay. okay I, so. I, yeah, right, all right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I'm really not. Okay. I, I just. I was just more going. It's so like like normally by this point I you know I've gone a little or something you know like you know like I I didn't expect it to be like I did I I kind of didn't realize it was going to go there where it went you know and I I guess you know I I going on with that you know like. Before I go into like any of the more goofier specifics yeah. about the movie, I will say one thing about this movie that I was not expecting was that I actually feel like it's a surprisingly theologically believable representation of God as a human in that he's very capricious with her throughout the movie. Yes. 
and he asks a lot of her and often doesn't really give her anything much. He gives her just enough in return to keep her believing. Yep. But he doesn't really help her. Yeah, and he even says like, he's it's like very, it's a it's, hard it's a hard uh, club to be in. Yeah, yeah, like and like he includes in his club people that like aren't in the Bible too, like Lincoln and Gandhi and Martin Luther King. Socrates I think. And, and so, does he say yeah. Martin Luther King or no? I think he's Gandhi. He's just, I think she says Martin Luther. Maybe King. she does. Like, yeah. but yeah, like, but he named, but basically, and and it's never mentioned in the movie, but all the people that that she that that he names are people who were assassinated. Uh, which yes. I, I thought was kind of interesting, and I was like, "This movie implying that God is going to get this little girl shot." <laughs> uh, but um, but one thing about it is, it actually matches, generally speaking, the traditional prophet tale, where you know the prophet tries to reject his calling as a prophet. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I I mean, I, like I'm not even I, like I'm not going for a lighthearted joke here, like as my usual thing. But it literally is. I was stunned to find that this movie. I, I was expecting it to be a lot more like here's elderly George Burns having antics. Yeah, yeah. But he's actually he's he's not a main guiding he's a, he's a guiding force in the movie, but he's not all over the movie. No, she's all over. She's the movie. all. It's, it's she's like she's freaking great. She's actually as a child actress, she's very she's very skilled. But like it is it it's it's kind of like I I, I was expecting more crazy wacky antics. There's a yeah. little bit, but not like a ton. It's and more lot, in his delivery than it's, anything yeah. else. But it, yeah, and, and, and of course, it's George Burns, uh, like one thing that, it's been a long time since I've seen George Burns in anything. Like I'd kind of forgotten. George Burns has a very easy charisma to him. Like I don't, like a lot of the jokes in this movie kind of fall flat for me, but like like you can tell he's kind of being a little Catskillsy jokey. But ironically, like he he's very watchable in that. While not, I, don't, I didn't find him very funny for most of the movie. There's a few like chuckles you get from him, but he actually comes off as this weird sort of he's inscrutable. Yes, he's very inscrutable. Like, and you know he mean like you. Well, you hope he means well, but you know you don't necessarily know why he's doing what he's doing, why he's chosen the vessel he's chosen, and that I think is the where I was going for with this, like where it was a surprisingly accurate to the biblical notion of the way God would pick a prophet. Yeah, you know, and I think the first, if I remember correctly, from the first movie, and I, I haven't seen the, I haven't seen the first movie in just as long. It as It kind of made me want to see the first one again. Yeah, and I, I think it. the first one is a better movie, if I recall. But it's also from the seventies. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, and I think in the first one, if I'm not mistaken, John Denver is basically like the, the the prophet he goes to. Yeah. And he's basically not believed and thought crazy, and he loses his job and yeah. everything. And I think in the end of the thing, though, he's though like basically he's like. You know, God keeps him from being put in the loony bin or whatever, or you know, like he never. I, I think he's still unemployed at the end of the movie. You know, he, like he doesn't you know, all get wrapped God, up. Like God basically tells him something like, you know, like like, and this is from from like checking the Wikipedia entry earlier today that I'm remembering this. But from if I remember correctly, it's basically he in the end of the movie he he doesn't go back to the status quo, and it's basically God saying. Well, there are other supermarkets to work at because he was like the assistant manager at a yeah. supermarket, you know. So it's like, and you know, and and you you know you've you've gotten more than out of this than that, you know. So like, like it is. I think I'm guessing, and I although I hear the third movie is a little wackier, you know. It I've is never wackier. I've never actually seen Oh God, You Devil. Although I I've made that jo- every time I say Oh God, I often say You Devil at the end. <laughs> Just like every time you say Oh God, like you'd be like book two. Yeah. That you know like that, but I've never actually seen Oh God, You Devil. I, I have. I've, I've heard it's by far the weakest of the three. It is. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I'm just going, like, I'm kind of repeating myself, so I, I'll just say that it is a surprisingly theologically accurate portrayal of God in my mind. I also like, even less like, goofy. Like, I expect it to be a little bit more like a, like a, 
I yeah, did Where God's more like Drop Dead Fred, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he does wacky things. But I will. I also I love I love the moment where he tells her that sweet story about the the mouse and the or not the mouse the cat in the in the jungle. The cat goes to the to the lion in the jungle, and you know she's really upset, and and he says, you know, what's the matter? And she says, you know, oh, you know, every time I go into the jungle, you know, none of the animals are scared of me. And he says, oh, all you have to do is, you know, shake your head and wag your tail, and you know, act, act, like, a act like a lion, um, and, or a tiger, I think. It well, was, well, well, it was. it was the tiger or the lion, whichever one she talked yeah, to. Yeah, she was talking to. Act and, like me. Yeah, you know, basically. And so basically, she goes out and she she does it, and she gets away with it for three years until she walks past the same tiger, and she's doing, you know, wagging her head and shaking her tail, and he says, "Look, kid, you don't have to, you know, wag your head and shake your tail at me. I know you're a cat," and like it literally falls flat. Like it's not funny. And the little girl actually looked, you know, Tracy looks at him and is like, well, I don't understand how that really basically applies to me. And he's like, oh, it doesn't. But I just thought it was such a cute story. It would make you smile. Like, it's so interesting that yeah, you have George Burns telling the story and it's not funny. And right. And, but, but you know what's really funny is but it it's works. it's charming. But it's also, and this is this is weirdly to go back, it is it is a parable, which now admittedly you're you're used to the jewish bible there aren't really parables in the jewish no. bible but like that's how jesus teaches in the in the new testament is mostly through parables mm. you know the stories where you know sometimes sometimes he'll interpret them depending but sometimes he doesn't you know and i feel like that is like that 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 story is an uninterpreted parable okay so then what is that parable well i think the parable is you know like basically it it's it's a matter of you know like this 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 force that's given her the advice this this little cat the advice to survive you know, this is, you know, this is God telling her how, like, you know, just act like me is when you're around me, you don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, I think it's a parable for her relationship with God. Okay. Like God's like, yeah, when you're not, you know, when you're dealing with everyone else, you need to act like you, you know, you're, you've got the authority that I've given you and you need to be brave and whatever. But when you're with me, it's okay to have your doubts and it's okay to be, you know, it's okay to be a scared little girl. You know, I think that's I think that's what I gotta give you a little props there, yeah. John. That's pretty. You pulled that out of nothing, and I gotta yeah, give no, you a little I, bit of I'm like that's impressive. Yeah, I, I it's you I know, know exodus right? is not always my strong suit, but every now and then I can do it. I'm, <laughs> you know? I'm impressed with you. That was that was well done. Yeah, the, you know, this is I figured I'd try to like raise the level of discourse to what you were starting <laughs> with. You know, like slightly slightly less cousin in impressions this episode, and slightly more. Uh, I, and discussion I did have to say, like, I did put you on the spot there, and I and I wasn't I wasn't doing it to be a challenge. I literally was curious if you had a theory, and if you had yeah. said you didn't, that would have been. Fun. To be honest, I I didn't know I would have one until you asked. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I thought about it, and I you know this but, is a re- this is like a really polite podcast i feel like we need to start punching each other don't worry don't worry we're gonna we're uh, don't worry we'll get we'll get to some goofiness oh yeah we haven't even looked at our notes yet yeah yeah i I was gonna i was gonna look at my notes yet yeah i was gonna i was gonna go in and say like a few of the like like the observations as the movie goes on you know like first of all the the way the movie begins like and i didn't write any notes on this but the the movie begins with the cheesiest like it looks like a like it's this this process shot so it's the planet earth oh yeah inserted into a blue sky and then it's just him God, talking. Yeah, it's the cheesiest thing. Yeah, over it. And then like the music, like it, it's, it's really funny how the music, like it starts, like it sounds like something from like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's like this big bombastic, like John Williams-y styling thing. And then it fades into like, sitcom music. It really is bizarre. You know, and then, 
And honestly, I, when I'm looking at the cast, this movie is cast like an episode of The Love Boat. <laughs> it is all these like like there's it's a, like Love Boat font almost. It's well, not only that, yeah. There's like it's like the Love Boat font, but I mean the actual cast list. Yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah, I even wrote like after I wrote that, I wrote even the font looks like the Love Boat. <laughs> you know, like but it's like the cast is all these people like these these borderline names. You know, like and for like it's like you know like Conrad Janis and Hans Conried. You know, and like. Like all these, like you, you look at the names and it's like all these various, like you know, uh, Edie McClurg. That was, by the way, oh, Edie yeah. McClurg was the name of Mrs. Pool. Yes, it's all these, these sort of that guy people from that period that would have like shown up on a Love Boat episode or a yes. Fantasy Island episode. You know, and uh, oh goodness, um, so that's uh, yeah. And, and yes, I did actually make you know when I found out her, that she and her she and her father go out for movies and Chinese food. I said, "Is it Christmas already?" <laughs> you know. Um, I have payphones in a restaurant, um, and then well, um, yeah, that was back in the day, man. Payphones. Payphones in a restaurant, and he had. I love his dirty renegade Jeep. Like he just decided not to. Oh watch yeah, it. yeah. Like that's the weirdest thing. You don't see that in movies very no. often. Like yeah, he's like driving, pristine cars. All the cars are clean, but like like for. For some reason in this movie, like his Jeep that he's driving, this, yeah, he drives around a Jeep renegade, like yeah. it's like, like what, purple and, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, with the word renegade written really big on the side, but it actually has like mud spatters on it. I was like, brilliant. I was like, man, <laughs> you know, and, and, oh, and then like, I love like, like the way like Tracy has the weirdest outfits. Like, yes. and it's like, again, she, like her first outfit looks like a Catholic schoolgirl, but at one point she's dressed like number six from the prisoner. She, uh, yes. she has like the prisoner piping jacket, which I love that jacket. I've always wanted one like that. She's like, she's like a really interesting, she would have been like, a, a if Punky Brewster had gone this direction, it would have been a very different 80s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, well, she wouldn't have been Punky Brewster. She would have been, um... Mod Brewster, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Mod Brewster. You know, oh and oh, and, 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 and some of the fashions in this movie. By the way, this movie, I mean, it's in, it's technically within our purview because it's from 1980. Yeah. But this is definitely more of a 70s. It feels like a this 70s is a 70s movie. movie. Yeah, it feels this like a, feels, feels super, like a late 70s. Again, like it feels like a Love Boat episode. Yeah. It, like it, it feels like the late 70s. It, it like they obviously haven't transitioned out of it yet. I mean, they're like people aren't still in bell bottoms, you know. Right. But like there, there, there is still like this. The, this vibe was, well and also like even like I no, all right, I was like three in the late 70s you know so maybe I'm not remembering it well at all but when did women stop wearing hats because oh this God. movie there's hats all over I don't remember movie. women women wearing hats was like other than like occasional like one-off fashionable things I mean it's even said young ladies wear hats like really yeah like Do there's they? They're, like every woman in this movie has a hat on. It's like it's, it's like it's strange. like something from the fifties. Yeah, like I've got a new hat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like like all the like all the women in like the Chinese restaurant. Like everyone that walked into the bathroom that saw her talk, talking to the invisible god. That like yeah. you know, you know, and, and this and and once again, the like all movies, like all movies where there's an invisible character, even long after they've been it's made, been made clear that no one can see this invisible character but them, they still talk in public to them like, like yeah. the craziest of people. Yeah. You know, um, but, um, so yeah, like they, there's all these old women, like not even old women, like middle-aged women in yeah, hats. Yeah. And well, and can we talk about for a minute the, the bitchy 80s women? Oh my God, they're the worst. They're the worst. They're very bitchy. And okay, it's like, it's almost like there was this renaissance that went on in the 70s. I think there obviously was, especially for women. I know this happened, but it was like, it literally did a pendulum swing. And now there's so many movies that, and we, I think we've mentioned this before, where the women are like... It, they don't take on the mom role of, you know, the, the motherly instinct that you think will happen. There's like this, this like, 
ew, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take care of this other person's child who's obviously looking and talking like she's crazy or something's wrong or she's crying. It's like she's being weird. And then they like leave. It's so the bitchy. They were so bitchy. They were so bitchy. And then they're bitchy again when they see her talking what they think is talking to herself in the restaurant the other restaurant, the McDonald's. She's literally talking to God, but they And I love that the same women see her. Yeah. Well, it's one. I think it's yeah, one woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, are, that knows her mother. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But it's know. just, it's like they're so. And, I, and if I remember correctly, the, that and woman. And I think that woman was that woman was one of those that girl that yeah. woman that woman she, woman. She had a credit at the front front, yeah. Yeah, and she's like she's she appeared in so many things. I feel like she was definitely in in the Great Muppet Caper. And she's the one that's also wearing that '80s derby, that like mint oh green yeah, the, derby. The, the mint green derby. That is some that is some such classiness. An such an ugly hat. By the way, I have written in my notes, yeah. and I would I would love. Oh, no, no. I know. Never mind. I remember what it is. What does it say? I actually, and normally speaking, when we do our, our every podcast, we do it. This movie has Chekhov's practical joke. Which one? In the drive to the Chinese restaurant, he tries, to, uh, her dad tries to give her the, the, the fake, you know, oh, the peanut yeah. brittle with the snakes ja- yeah, gag. Yeah, yeah. And she says, there's going to be snakes in it. Yeah. A snake jumps out at you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like it's going to, a snake jumps out at you. And he's like, all right, you got me. And of course, when his dumb, uh, when his big dumb, big boobed girlfriend uh, gets in the gets in the jeep, uh, Luann gives her that, and it no, snake pops out, and she yeah. falls for it. So that uh, was check. I, I knew when I saw it, it was going to be Chekhov's practical joke, and I had written that down in my notes. Luann Tracy. Yeah, Luann Tracy. Luann Tracy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, you know. I have in here um, the Lincoln picture. Yeah. Oh, wait, goes, wait, wait. Before oh, we go to that, oh, like, sorry, sorry, I, I was going to say, like, what, like, so what happens when God is talking to her? He wants to do. He wants her to come up with these potential advertising slogans. Oh yeah, slogans, right, right. And it's like God is giving her. I feel like this is some sort of God pyramid scheme, because he gets her to enlist her friends. <laughs> Totally Which makes sense. It's like that's like evangelism. You you know like basically you got to get your you know you're the you're 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 the disciple. Now you get now you you know. Baptize and he's really other. smart because if you get the young people, you well, yeah. got it all. Right. Yeah. And then they mean, can teach it, their like, kids, and then they can teach their right, kids. Right. Exactly. And and, that, and there was a large upswing in religious fundamentalism around this time. See, there you go. You know. Well done. Well done, God. Smart. Smart. And I, I will say when I first wrote this, and it, I think it's true for a lot of the movie, George Burns gets by a lot on the fact he's naturally charming. There's a lot of scenes I feel like he's phoning it in. Well, you said that. You yeah, said that like, in the movie. We were watching Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's notes, honey. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, and like, so like after he talks to her, then she, like she, she goes to her dad to ask him like how to write advertising slogans, you know, and she's like, what, let's say like you're trying to sell God, you know, and her dad rightly is like, what? Why yeah. would you be doing that? And she, then she says, it's an assignment I just got. Yeah. What the hell, kid? <laughs> like if, if my son in a couple of years when he's in school if I'm going out to dinner with him, it's a it's a weekend, and I'm going out to dinner with him, and I've spent I've spent the last couple of hours with him, like nonstop, and he asked me this question, and then it says it's an assignment I just got. <laughs> I'm going to be like terrified, and he doesn't even like you know like like and then when like when she's talking about like when she, she asked God at one point like you know like like about important things that he could stop, you know, like why, why, why do you allow all these things in the world? That's later. Yeah. Later. Yeah, I know. I, I was oh, just yeah. saying like, well, it's in my notes. So okay. just, I think it, I think she, I think she talks about it more than once. Right. Uh, at one point, she, like, and more than one occasion, I feel like she talks about God stopping the volcanoes. Like volcanoes in this movie seem to be. He, a, he brought that up. He, no, God brings it up. Yeah. Yeah, God seems to think volcanoes are a bigger threat to the world than <laughs> just about anything. <laughs> and while volcanoes can be kind of nasty, and can do some serious damage. A very bad volcano can bring about a little ice age. 
uh, you know, and apparently there have been there was a volcano explosion in the uh, in somewhere in like about fifteen hundred years ago, I think that actually did, or eight hundred years ago that actually did send uh, Europe into a, a little ice age for many years. Uh-huh. But like, I don't really think of volcanoes as being like the big threat for like an extinction level event in, in, on Earth, especially with the human race. But that's apparently it. You know, no, it's volcanoes. That's going to do it to us. Volcano. And, and I feel like they like they they come up more than once in the movie. Like this I movie do has feel some volcano like his paranoia. idea is that if you can get the people to think God, as she does, come up with mm-hmm. that. Well, she and her little friend come up with that slogan. But but, oh, but that, that, that's a good one. That's right up with gut milk. Yeah, it's, it's like, a good it's just one. Very, it's, it's very. It's just very. It's, well it's a good done. slogan. It's, it's a, a really good slogan. slogan. I mean, that's that that committee came up with a really good slogan. Um, the committee of writers that wrote the screenplay. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, but she, she, I do feel as though... One, one of which was named Seaman. Okay. Seaman Jacobs is well, one of the writers. He thinks very well about Seaman. God. Mm-hmm. Seaman. Um, I wonder if he's actually, you know, from the sea, like works on the a sea. A seaman? Yeah, a seaman. Seaman Jacobs. Seaman Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I do, I do, uh, I do think that the, uh, that the slogan and, and how they... That, I don't know where I was going with this. It was probably important for about five seconds ago, but I would have to go rewind to listen, and I don't remember. What Let's I just said. talk about that Fruit of the Loom commercial. Oh yeah, that was one of the best things. There were like four or five different commercials that we got to watch. Uh, and from I, the 80s. I mean, the only one I de- I, re- I definitely remember. There's a Fruit of the Loom commercial in there that I definitely remember watching on TV as a kid. I was like, oh my god, the Fruit of the Loom guys. Yeah. I mean, the Fruit of the Loom guys came back for a long period of time. Like I think there were '90s Fruit of the Loom commercials with those guys in it. But this was like an old school one from yeah. my childhood, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely saw that commercial numerous times." And they didn't have "Where's the Beef," but they had. Well, they wouldn't have had "Where's the no, Beef." That would have been four years later. I know, but there was somebody. There was something similar to that. There was like an old lady, and she was doing something, and I it might have been. It wasn't Metamucil, but it was something like that. I can't remember. It was great. I'm just, I'm just, all right, <laughs> you know. And and while we're, and another thing, like talking about uh, Luann's fashion, one thing this movie has in common with girls just want to have fun is that they're like. A never commented in the movie, but inexplicable fashion decision, much like uh, the way Helen Hunt always had weird plastic animals in her hair, is Luann always has a little pin on that's like a little laminated like pin, and it's always some weird design like a puffin or a pair of shoes. Pins were very big in the eighties. Yeah, but like, but this this isn't like the badge kind of pin, no, like you normally I'm, see like in the eighties. You 80s. know, I have a pin collection. Wow, you're boring. <laughs> so do I, but I, I that was from the nineties because no, no, no. I wore a lot of flair. No, no, not not flare pins, like literally like pins you put on your, you know, I don't know, trench coat kind of pins. Pins I well, one, I don't own a trench coat. Well, but like two, a, but two, a what, woman's, the, what kind of creepy weird goth are you? Like a woman's like, you know, business coat or like or like a or but like she was she was just doing it on like regular clothes. Like yeah. it'd be like whatever she was wearing would have like a like a, it would be a, a fairly large like enamel pin. Uh-huh. That would be a des- uh, it would be like a, a thing though it'd be like again like there was one that was like a puffin yeah well, that, you have a puffin I don't have a well I don't have a puffin but I have like a, a bear I have a cat well okay you, you Ali is looking at me like I have told her that she uh, is a horrible like like some sort of cow woman <laughs> or something but it's I, I don't understand why this is so weird to you this was a big deal. Did you get them when you were four? Because that was when this movie came out. No, but in the, I, it was definitely in the eighties. I collected a lot of them. I mean, I used to change them out on my coats. That's you okay? I'm sure you did. And with your jelly bracelets. 
Yes. In your garbage and focus? My, and my Swatch watch. Your Swatch watch. Swatch did you have a Swatch guard? I did. And then it broke. And that oh. was really sad. I never had a Swatch, but you know, when I was younger, like, and it's funny because it, it's so self-evident that you just remember where the numbers were. The lack of numbers on the Swatch made me very angry. I, I, I was like, I want my watch to have numbers on it. Even you know, if it's Roman numerals, I'm fine with that, but it's got to have numbers. You know what's so funny is that um, I got I got as a gift a Movado, and that has no numbers either. Mm-hmm. And it, I I could handle it on the Swatch watch, but for some reason I thought, like, I just, like, upgraded to a very nice watch. You could think they could freaking afford it. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know Demi Lovato made watches. <laughs> and uh, second of all... Yeah, it bothered me too, but it didn't bother me on the Swatch. I thought it was a cheap, you know, watch. Okay. Big deal. Yeah, so, like, I guess moving on. Um, from my pin collection. From your pin collection, because it, 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 I feel like we're getting into a whole weird area I really here. feel like I want to sit down and show you all my pins. The look you're giving me right now is terrifying. Why? You look like you're playing a blind woman on stage. It's like you're not really looking at me. You're just like, I, I really want to show you my pins. And you're just rubbing the side of my face. It's just, it's very strange. She's not actually rubbing the side of my face, but I just thought I'd say that. Um, but going, going on, like when, when she goes to talk to all the kids. Yes. And they're all like, like talking like, I don't believe you, God. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Like, did you not think, and it's funny because I didn't know, uh, I didn't know when I first made this observation to myself that like I found out later, you know, like her casting experience, but did it not seem like those kids were like one tuning fork hit away from breaking into It's a Hard Knock Life? Yes. Like just, dong, like you play that key of C or whatever and they like, the, the note for them and then they just suddenly start like, it was like, they were, they were basically like 1980s equivalent of urchins. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, see? Or, we, or they were about to... Uh, have a uh, a fight in um, going back to the journey of Natty Gan. It was almost that same. Oh yeah, like that. Yeah, the, yeah that was like that same level of like except they weren't except they weren't smoking. Right, no smoking. Not in this one. And, this is a moral um, movie. Can we talk about that Lincoln pick? Well, yeah, let's go ahead and go back and talk about that Lincoln yeah. pick because what the hell? Oh, I don't know. That's a okay. The school. The school is named I've Lincoln. The school is named Lincoln, and there's a couple of weird moments with Lincoln imagery, but like, I guess maybe they. I feel like they had to have filmed this at a real school. Mm-hmm. Like a real school named Lincoln, mm-hmm. because why a set dresser would have this on it's there? The ugliest thing I've ever seen. It though. has to be an actual piece of children's artwork. <laughs> it's so horrible. But it's like painted on the wall, like like a mural would be. But it's just this weird line drawing of, I, well, I wouldn't know for a fact it was supposed to be Lincoln if it didn't have the word Lincoln <laughs> written well, next to it. I think what's what's weird about it is that that, that it's and not it's, just in the background. They chose to start yeah, they, like, a shot. Yeah, they on start this. a shot on it. And it is disturbing it's looking. Disturbing. It looks like it's the kind of thing like you use that kind of artwork when they're like like when you show it a tale set in a mental institution or something. Yeah. Or you find the killer's like childhood home and you see his room and there's drawings. Yes. Like it's that kind of creepiness. And it just starts there and it says Lincoln. And it sits for like <laughs> I feel like it sits for like three seconds. It's well, however long it sits, it's at least a second longer than it should. Than it should be. A minimum a second longer than it needs to be. Like, it's just like you're there and like you register it and then you're sitting with it and then it pulls back. Yeah, because what it's doing is it's, you're trying to register hearing Tracy's voice talking about the whole God Yeah, thing. she's talking. So, so it's kind of got this like, oh, this is some fancy thing. We'll just focus in on this and then we'll pull out slowly. But it's on it too long and it's and the it, worst thing to and be it, and, it, and, and it's like, and if it'd be one thing if it was like a pic, like a portrait of Lincoln. Right. Or like, like a 
picture of like the school mascot like if they were the Lincolns and it was like Lincoln like the fighting Lincolns like it was like the right. Notre Dame fighting Irish uh, caricature of a drunken Irish brawler but it was Lincoln oh my god could someone make that for me I mean I could probably make it myself I'm a fairly good artist but I'm lazy like just the fighting Lincolns okay you know, so just... <laughs> but I also think that uh, to be completely honest with you now that we're going back and talking about like how there's a lot of you know, symbolism and imagery and the thing in the parable and the thing that they sang her. I wonder if they weren't doing that on purpose as a way to be like, she's in this because they talk about her being in the club with Lincoln. And, yeah, and Lincoln so I wonder is if one that of the, idea of like how pulling that shot out like slowly. How that drawing of Lincoln like right after he was shot, <laughs> <laughs> which is what it kind of looked the expression it the expression like, in his face. It looks Somebody shot him, and then they dressed him back up and took a portrait. Well, of he looks vague, vaguely he's stunned, a, he's, he's and, 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 it, and it's a very, it's a very bad drawing. It's, it's weekend it's at like, Lincoln's. It's a, again, like it's like a child's drawing of Lincoln. It it doesn't, it's not a well done drawing. You know, it, it's a very like primitive looking drawing. It's pretty horrible. And that that's actually an insult to primitive looking drawings because the Lascaux cave paintings are far more sophisticated. So in this in this particular you know? scene, um, a lot of kids are like, "Oh, what are you talking about? We don't believe in this." And then God shows up and he changes their mind in a yeah. way he like tells the, the one big rabble he basically rouser. controls the he, he you know for this is actually where the theology falls apart yeah. because if there's one thing and, and and the argument god kind of the argument god was making er, like in your discussion earlier yeah. you know there can't be good without bad whatever black without you know like yeah. dark without light whatever is part of it is god you know like has to like for for the evil in the world thing to exist god has to give us free will yeah but he basically just controls this kid's mind well he doesn't really he I uses think, him like a puppet he does in that one moment. I know, but I'm just saying that is that is very un uh, that's very Satan-y behavior. Yeah, is what I'm just bit, saying. Yeah. Maybe that was his 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 character from Oh God, You oh, Devil. Oh, maybe. Oh. So anyway, so they they do all kind of go ahead and start doing this. But this is a great little montage that happens. The music is totally upbeat and peppy, and they're writing and yeah. posting signs. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's an adorable everywhere. graffiti montage. Yeah, it's a graffiti montage. My favorite one is when they get to the church and the kids writing it on the church, and then the. Think church go. Rabbi. Yeah, but the but then the you church, were about to say the church rabbi. I was on purpose because the guy that's playing it is does not seem like that's he's true. He does kind of look like a rabbi. He's a fucking rabbi he comes out. and He's like, hi, hey, what is this? Ah, it's <laughs> Reverend Rabbi. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's 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 the it's the Monsignor Goldberg. I mean, it was like crazy. And he was like, ah, and then he takes the chalk from him and he fixes it, and he's like, ah, so much better. And I'm like, oh my god, did you are you topol? Like what? The yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it could have been think G hyphen D. <laughs> but that was the other thing. And, and uh, you know, growing up Jewish, that was such a weird thing to me. Just seeing the word God written out is, that was not okay. You know, we didn't write it. It was only allowed to be written out in, right. in you know. Yeah, you know, where, whereas, God. yeah, we, we wrote God all the time. Yeah. You because, know, whatever. <laughs> well, because <laughs> yeah. in your guys' mind, he's already returned. <laughs> For us, we're like, we have to keep the dash. Well, Jesus' last name isn't God, although I always thought it should be because you should take your, you know, like, maybe maybe instead of Jesus Christ, it could have been Jesus Godson. Yeah. You know, something like that, you know. Yes. Jesus H. Godson. For I his middle name of Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> Jesus Herbert Walker Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm um, in for that. Um, and her under eye makeup. Yeah, we were talking about that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, like, and one thing, I think I, at this time, around this point, like, I really wanted this movie to end with Suzanne Plachette waking up next to Bob Newhart. <laughs> 
That was all I like. Like that was. I remember thinking that around this point in the movie. Like that's just all I really kind of want out of this is uh, is that. So yeah, like so. In, anyway, like the graffiti comes and it gets traced to her, which is kind of funny because I. I mean, I guess she is talking about it a lot, but like they they never explain why everyone knows she's behind. Well, it. they probably told. Like the kids were probably like, "Well, how did you get the? Why are you doing this?" It's like, "Oh, well, Tracy, Trace, Tracy right. told us to do yeah, this." Tra- and, and Tracy is basically like, I will say, she's she's an effective cult leader because these kids go, these kids, like, I was raised in a really religious household, and I was really religious in my when I was her age. But I can't imagine getting together with a group of kids my own age and like evangelizing. Like I truly that. think it's Shingo who really kind of pushes that. Thing yeah, Shingo. Shingo is kind of her. He's very charismatic. The he's her Saint really, Paul. Like, yeah, he he's all. Yeah, there you go. He's the Saint Paul. <gasps> are there twelve kids that are? Oh my God! Signs? Maybe there are. I never even counted. We have to go back and look at that. Oh my God. We're never gonna do that though. No. Oh my God, no. Somebody I was gonna, else go do I was gonna hey, pretend hey, that we paused the podcast and come back, and I was like, no. <laughs> No one's gonna believe us that we'd ever do that. No. Um, hey, somebody look at that. Because... Who's who's watching the three hundred and sixty six movies? Is that uh, Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. Nathan Roberson, go watch go Oh watch God, God, God Book Two. Two. Count the kids. See if there's twelve of them. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Do that. Do that for us because we're not we're not gonna do that. <laughs> you know. Um, so like basically what happens is of course they call this is where the school comes in and they yeah. they they. they, they I, I, and I want to point something out about this. When the school comes in, um, first of all, the, the principal is... Conrad Janis. Yes, Conrad Who is Janus. playing the Conrad Janis part yes. in this movie. He is... He is if, if you don't If you don't know who Conrad Janis is, he was, the, he was Mindy's father in Mork and Mindy. You know, he was... He, you, know, he, you know, he's just a high-strung, angry, bald guy. You know, he, basically it was the part that I think Wallace Shawn would have had a little later. Yeah. You know, except, except Wallace Shawn wouldn't have been as angry. He would have been a little more nebbishy and confused. And 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 I think that what's his name Janice Conrad Janice Conrad, Conrad Janice I want to say Conrad Baines that's why I didn't Conrad Bain is is, is is Mr. Drug I know Mr. Drummond Mr. Drugs Mr. Drugs. <laughs> Mr. Drugs oh my God he was my favorite character Mr. Drugs Mr. different strokes. oh that's a beautiful children <laughs> children series of uh, Mr. Drugs and the <laughs> and his adventures but oh <laughs> kids it's me Mr. Drugs <laughs> he's friends with Mr. Yuck the poison control dude. <laughs> no, man, don't listen to Mr. Yuck. He's a bad man. Just hang out with me, Mr. Drugs. I'm your friend. Mr. Drugs loves you. Oh, my God. Are you holding? Because Mr. Drugs wants to have a talk with you. Oh, my God. Mr. Drugs. <laughs> book two. Um, Mr. Drugs, book two. <laughs> I would watch the crap out of a series of movies called Mr. Drugs, where, is it, where there's an affable elderly Jewish man who comes to people and they can't see him and he just introduces them to the wonders of drugs. Okay, going back to what I was trying to say is um, I feel like you said Wallace Shawn. I feel like if Wallace Shawn and Kevin Spacey had a child, it would be Conrad Janis. Well, yeah, like, again, like, it, it, it's the high-strung bald guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's 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 so annoyed at everything, Mark. <laughs> but he also has this like, yeah, he's got nervousness. Yeah, he's got a nervous yeah. tick. Yeah. So um, anyway, but uh, the the one thing I wanted to point out, and this is actually very funny, as I read this because I did not know that about Luann, actress Luann was uh, the youngest person to play Annie. I actually wrote Miss Hudson, who's her teacher in yeah. this movie. Miss Hudson is the Miss Hannigan of this movie. Yeah, she is. Isn't she? Yeah, definitely. She's like obnoxious and doesn't really like kids, but she's a teacher. 
And she's kind of shitty. Which is actually kind of true of Tracy. most of the teachers that I had in school. She's but. terrible, but she's so blatantly shitty. You know, like she's yeah. shitty. She's like, mm-hmm, we're going to have to talk to your parents. Like, and she's yeah. just well, rude. I'm going to say this right now. This is basically what schools were like. It's so awful. Probably still like, but like definitely what schools were like around this time. Mine wasn't like that. Well, yeah, because you went to a nice fairyland of health, of wealthy people. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the name of our school was Privilege. Yeah. The privilege School. <laughs> the Privilege School. You know, and, and, and from this point, you know, they basically decide to get Tracy's psychoanalysis. And this gets into a surprisingly bleak montage. I have to say the music that they put in this, in in, in this part of the movie, before they go into the montage, the music they put in when she comes back and says, I'll have to, they tell her that she has to stop doing this. They bring parents in, Conrad Janison, the school psychologist, you know, talk to her and basically say, you have to quit this or you're going to, um, you know, you're going to get expelled. And her parents are like, you don't want to get expelled. And she's like, no, I, I don't. And and um, so she, they say, you'll so you'll quit doing this. And she says, yeah, I'll go talk to the kids. And as she's leaving, she says, but I'll have to talk to him first. And there's this underscore of music. The music that happens is like brilliant because it's creepy and scary. Yeah, but like, at the same time, this, like, it, you feel like this movie, if it were made from a very slightly different yeah. perspective, could be a horror movie about yes. a, girl, a girl who thinks that God is talking to her yes. and goes crazier and crazier. You almost are, you are on her side 100% because you're with her. You see You that know she, that she's met God. But you can still see it from their point of view. Oh, in it, a lo- really it, sound, it looks sh- creepy as hell. Way. So it's done really well in that perspective. And I think the music is what well, helps that's, that. That's, a, that's like the weird thing that one has to think about. Like, like I don't believe in God and haven't believed in God for many, many years. But like, if you do believe in God, anyone who is God's messenger is going to look like a crazy person. Yeah. So how do you tell? Right. I mean, like, how how would you know that someone isn't an actual prophet of God if you believe that God is someone who does that intercession into the world? Yeah. You know, and she definitely, like, he, like, yeah, she comes off as definitely, I, I, I know why they're concerned about her and why they're, I like, get it. like yeah. throwing her into, uh, apparently. Now, I don't know, I don't know how mental health had improved since uh, Ken Kesey's wrote Cuckoo's Nest. But it really seemed like not much, judging yeah. by the, the movie. Well, they now, I don't know how the real world... Right. They take her through... Um, oh, I think I actually wrote this. The bleak montage. We yeah, now yeah, reach I reached the WTF wow. portion of this I wrote, movie. I wrote... I used the word bleak in my notes to describe... Did you really? It's really it's bleak. bleak. It's bleak. You really... And it's very funny because it's indicative of, of going back to one of our very first podcast episodes, uh, Anna to the Infinite Power. That same feeling you get when she's going through her... Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, testing as well. Yeah, it's bleak. Like they, you know, you see the. Yeah, you know. You really liked movies about institutionalized dark haired girls. I really did. It's kind of there's. Some, I, did, I don't know. Was that a cry for help? It must have been. Oh my goodness. I know. But like so. Anyway, we go through this incredibly bleak monologue and 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 montage and and her her psychoanalyst is oh, he's such a, a buffoon. He's a he's such dick. an arrogant buffoon. He's perfect. Like I mean, he, if you I mean if you want the character of a like a, just that guy who thinks he knows the, everything and doesn't. He, it's just a well done like performance of just the worst human being, you know. So basically, she uh, and she's like looking for God to help, and God isn't. And he's there. he's like he's he's literally forsaken her. Yeah, at oh, this point, which in which as you probably only would know because I told you in at least one of the gospels, I think two of the gospels that that is that is Jesus's last words on the cross. Yes. 
you know. And she does. She she goes searching for him, and this music is so sad because she's she's going. She's like, I've been to. She she walks into this church, and she's and it's actually it's. I actually like it brings tears to my eyes. It, like, you know, it probably would have been a lot sadder if the church didn't look like it was designed by Mike Brady. This is true. It does like, that look was like a, that was the most seventies. That is the it's most seventies. There's paneling church. on that church and everything. It's true. Like, like the exposed wood rafters, but the her con, not, delivery not, not, not of like that, a lodge. Yeah. Her delivery of that. It's like you literally feel like she's searching for a lost parent. It's so it's heartbreaking. And she's yeah. like, I've been to. She's like, God, I've been searching for you. Are you here? She's like, yeah. I've been I've been to you know three synagogues and yeah, you like, know, four like, churches. Like every every like. Yeah. Musk. I mean, yeah, she yeah. says, I think we said that, but yeah, but like, yeah, it's like she, yeah, she's going to like every house of worship that she can find, and he, you know, hasn't shown up. She can't find him, and she's searching for. She's like, they're taking me to an institution tomorrow. I don't know what to do, you know. And and it's just you, you just feel her pain, and it's it's done really well, except for the paneling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I and, meanwhile, and meanwhile, her father is hunting her down, and 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 we get to see the the we get to see David Bernie straight up threaten a child. He yeah, but that doesn't happen up. yet. That happens after... No, because she goes home at this point. And no, she, no, 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 no. no. Let me if finish, you look at my notes... Let me finish what I'm saying. Can I Can I finish yet? Can I finish okay. yet? Okay, she goes home. She goes home and she shoots the dart at um, Shingo's window that night and she says, I'm running away. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. You, you, have, it, you have it conflated. I, 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 thought, I, 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 I forgot. I forgot. I thought she was because already she on says, the run. No, because she says, I'm, you know, I have to go to this institution tomorrow. She goes home and then she makes the decision to run away. She shoots okay, the yeah. dart to, 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 you know, the whatever. And what's weird is, and this is probably mildly racist on my part. The moment I saw the suction dart being shot across mm-hmm. the window and Shingo being Japanese, I immediately thought of Goonies and Data. Oh, totally. You know, because he does the shoots the yeah, dart yeah, across yeah. and slides it. Slides tries, across, yeah. You know, and my God, we were not politically correct in the 80s when it came to the, it came to anyone Asian, were we? No, we were terrible. I mean, this movie is not the worst culprit no. in it, but it does have a little bit of it. Uh, I, I mean, Shingo is... is Full on American. Yeah, he's American. I he's mean, he not, doesn't yeah. speak with an accent in any way. No, no, we it, don't it, make any sort of. It, the only part of him that's that's actually Japanese is his name. Is his name, and then his grandparents. And his grandparents. Yeah, Japanese. I'm talking about his grandparents. Yeah, yeah. His grandparents are played. They're the, a little, they're bit, the little bit racist, but they but they're, but, but they're not the worst. They're, right. You know, they they are just Japanese. You yeah, know, no. But, it, but it's just, played for laughs that they don't speak English. Yeah. Is about the worst. They do. Say. They do one thing where the grandfather has to speak in English, and he. Tries to do the sound of a telephone, and it's <laughs> oh yeah, it's slightly racist. Ring, 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 ring. Ringo, ringo is what. Ringo, ringo. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. I own Kuguru. <laughs> like it's embarrassing. But, you know, and uh, so yeah, you're right. She does. She, so she runs away, and yeah, he he basically Shingo said you know, like you know. That's when that happens. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And so yeah, so you get David Bernie literally threatening a child. Yeah. Which was kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. I mean, child endangerment always yeah. cool. You know. Um, so she ends up running away, and she ends up going to the train station. She's like, because she's afraid. She she knows her parents are. Call- yeah, the Ringo Ringo is her parents. Like her dad's calling. No, it's not her dad calling. Shingo, Shingo calls, calls to, to, warn to warn that the dad, that the dad, is, the dad coming, is coming. Right. You know, and so so she she so jets she, from she there. jets and goes to the train station, and there's where God I do shows love up. that when they open the door because she's spending the night in their guest room. She's wearing a kimono. Oh my god, I forgot that. That is that is vaguely racist. It's vaguely hilarious, actually. It's like you're, what else you're was she vaguely doing? hilarious. So she yeah, so she goes to the, and then she has this beautiful then then God does show up. And then God does show up, and that's where they have the heartfelt talk about like uh, you know, why he allows this to be this way. 
and she you know gets her faith renewed and she's going to go back and and when they open the door and walk outside he has to get her home and she, right. and, she uh, no she, you have to understand that earlier in the movie um she turns on her tv and there's god as johnny carson on the johnny carson show and yeah. two seconds later the tonight show with johnny carson sorry so it's tonight show with johnny carson, right. <laughs> i'm just kidding so and then and then um she's looking she's like god she's like, how are you on my tv and he says you relax tracy everybody's seeing johnny carson you're the only one who can see me and then the tv turns off and he ends up in her living room so she makes this comment to him about and there's this part when she stays up to watch johnny carson because she's trying to find, find him. him i forgot about yeah, that that's, that, really, that's actually pretty that's like sad. sad too that's yeah. that whole like montage but the but at this point he gets her outside and he says i'll have you home in half an hour she's like oh, he's like i'm gonna take you home she says okay i want you to and he says i'll have you home in half an hour he basically is telling her i'm taking you home so they can take you to an institution tomorrow that's yeah. about the best i can do for you right now you, right. you're and, good you're, and the other thing is by the way which the movie never really like he's like well i thought you could be everywhere he's like i can but you can't <laughs> well yeah and then right exactly. like, uh, like you're all powerful god come on but you know. so so he gets her outside and all of a sudden you see a motorcycle with a sidecar yeah and i, I will i will not lie this is where the movie this is probably what everyone really remembers from yes. this movie and like the moment this happened i was like oh yeah yeah i remember this you know this is the best scene in the movie yeah, I mean, it is, it's the it best is. wacky scene but it is it's the best scene in the movie but it is also the it, it's the only scene in the movie that is exactly what i kind of expected this movie to be like yes but it's also because the rest of it, it really sticks out like a sore thumb. And it does sort of feel like Police Academy. It, yeah, it feels like, <laughs> well, in a lot of weird ways, it also feels like Mannequin. Yes. Because, and I'll tell you, I think you know why, yes. but I will explain it. So, so anyway, she God gets her on this um, <laughs> on this motorcycle. She's in the sidecar. And by the dumb. way, God's not a very good driver. No, um, he's terrible. He's kind of like, oh, you know, like, and they're driving along, and then like, and she's talking to him and driving, and then like you see him go by these cops. And the cops, but then you see from the cops. And the funny thing is I was saying with uh, telling Allie as I'm going, I'm like, okay, one of two things is going on. It has to be either A, this is a motorcycle being driven by no one because we've established no one else sees God but her. Right. Or she's literally floating in the air and the motorcycle's imaginary, <laughs> which I was really hoping for. <laughs> that would have been really funny. But then you see and it cuts to some policemen watching and it like it's, a, it's an empty motorcycle with the sidecar with a little girl in it driving. And so they go to try and pull her over and she's like, oh no. And God's like, don't worry. And basically it turns into a car chase. <laughs> motorcycle which chase. Which means this movie, this movie has one more car chase in it than over the top. But over the top does have a breaking through a big, you know. No, I know, I know. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just saying. There's a if car you were, chase. There's a car chase in over that the top. That does not. We've already had this the discussion. The T bone. That doesn't count. It oh. lasts three seconds, okay. and there no. It doesn't end with the police. That's true. Yes, we have this whole no discussion. That's true. That's true. Like you can go back and listen to the archives. Okay. I already, all I already. Right. You listen to them I'm every saying, night. All I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that's he loves me. the sound of his own voice. I do. I just listen to us over and over <laughs> <He> again. Does. <laughs> um, but um, what? But going back to what I was actually saying. Is if you were shown um, like here's a book here's a movie called Oh God Book Two it, it involves it involves George George Burns playing God and he, he, speaking to a little girl and trying to get more people to believe in him. Here's a movie called Over the Top. It stars Sylvester Stallone <laughs> as a semi-professional arm wrestler, a truck driver, you know, who's trying to get it, win his son back. Which one do you think is gonna have a car chase in it? This is very true. You have a good point. And at one point, I have to say, like I, I wrote very large in my notes. I am watching an invisible George Burns <laughs> lead the cops on a high-speed motorcycle chase. That you are. You know. And, um... I don't know why I wrote this, but I assume this is part of this. It says, Helmet Fury. 
Oh, 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 on their helmet, on the helmet, it says Fury. Oh, yeah, why did it do that? It, was, it was, was on both, it was on her helmet and uh, on George is Burns' that, helmet. Is that is that because he calls his motorcycle the Wrath of God? By the way, by the way, we're, we're recording this episode on the day and the honor, the day that uh, the tweet of God finally quit Twitter in a huff. So, in it, yeah. Why? Oh, apparently someone took over Hacker's account. That's great. That's oh, that's wonderful. so funny. Yeah, so funny. But so yeah, like basically, like we're recording this, like as as he like so. I, I guess in I, I in hindsight, we're doing it in, in in that honor. I think. Well, that's very kind of us. Um, I have, I don't remember why there was a there was a low rent news studio, but I, I know there was at one point. You see, like the news studio, it, like that looks like it is so cheap looking. Yeah, it's when they're when they're telling the story, and because because then there's the whole uh, protest because the kids. Decide, oh yeah, the kids because like, they because they suspend her from yeah. school. And now now all right, I get it. You know, like local news stations looked a lot shittier in the seventies, but this is like an LA station. Yeah, local station. It's not like a little like yeah you know, like this is obviously a big local station. Yeah, it's not like Kansas. Yeah. You know, no, sorry, Kansas, but it's true. It's not like Kansas or 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 Asia or Boston or Chicago <laughs> or really any band named after a geographical location. This is not or America, Europe. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> it's not Africa by Toto. <laughs> Toto's not in Kansas I, anymore. I, Full circle. Bum And then and, and like I and and like what like God pulls some. Like pull uh, like so basically at this point we get to I there's not really much more before we get to her her hearing right yeah what happens is that the kid they they've suspended they've sorry expelled her from school the kids decide to go on strike yeah because of that because they don't believe that they say if she's crazy we're all crazy and you should make us all out of, so they're all out of school yeah and oh yeah there's like a strike there's going like a strike on going and then on. there's a counter strike going, going, going on and like there's like, so that's all going on while she's getting herself assessed by. And by these, the way, by the way, it's the most weird, effed up reverse of like the way you would expect because it's all these young people and kids, yeah. protesting for God, and all these like middle aged, like like rednecky cranks protesting against God, yeah, saying like the 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 principal is right, keep her out of the school. There's no room for school and God. Like it's very interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like it, this movie has such a like did Madeline Murray O'Hare like like was she that influential still at this I point? Mean, I don't know. So so they so the what happens is that that's what that storyline is is that the newscaster is telling the story, so you get all that information expositionally, but you do it through a newscast. So anyway, so long story short, she's going through the whole whole process. They decide they they are having a hearing to decide. Um, um, whether or not she can go back to school. Now, at this point, when she runs away, they've decided she has to go to the institution, but they put so much pressure on the fact that the kids are not in school that they decide to hold an actual hearing with, um, the judge decides to order a hearing with all of these psychiatrists. And yeah, that's and where this Yeah, happens. and again, and, that, and that, that is like a who's who of who's that again. Like, yeah. it's just, there's, there's all these crazy that, that like, guys. What, what's, what's his name with the mustache that was like the main judge guy? Um, oh, the guy that, oh, he's actually a psychiatrist in this The movie. psychiatrist, pardon he's, me. That, he's, he was in Kramer versus Kramer. That's right, he was Kramer versus Kramer, yeah. He was the lawyer in uh, the yeah, yeah, and, Kramer and Hans Conried, uh, that's where he is. He, Known as either Uncle Panus from the Danny Thomas right. or or um, the voice of Captain Hook in right. uh, the Disney movies. That's that's his yeah. main. He was in a lot of stuff. And then right? the, the there was one female psychiatrist as well. I don't remember what she's from, but she's uh, from she's, she's um, yeah she's been in uh, yeah I can't like remember a ton who, of other things. Ton of other things and and yeah and yeah they were like everyone is like someone that you've seen in like mostly you've probably seen in like reruns of sixties and seventies sitcoms. What's so great you about know? this scene though is that so they're having this hearing. They all make the the family the the 
kid, you know, uh, Tracy and the parents are in the room, and then they decide to do like a powwow. They basically tell them they've heard what they had to say, and then they ask them ask them to leave, and then they powwow as the the doctors, the professionals who know better, whatever. And as they're powwowing, they decide. She needs to be in an institution. So they go to bring her back in. They all decide. And, and, and by the way, at this point, like, if you want to talk things that you're never going to see again, this is a, a, a meeting in a school building. No, they're not in a school building. Or, or like, well, in a, I thought, well, it, well, I guess it's... It's well, like a judiciary. It's whatever. Like it's in... A, it's in uh, my point still stands. It's in a public building. Yeah. You know, like a government building. And there are ashtrays all, all over, over the table. It. Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's just people smoking nonstop. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it was still the 80s. Still the, so people she, still did this. So they come back, they bring them back in. And when they bring them back in, they, they start to tell them, okay, we've decided that you need to go to this institution. You need to be there. You know, um, we believe this. And all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and the door opens and in walks George Burns. And, and everybody can see him. So he's... God playing somebody else. But he's playing the, like the... A psychiatrist. Uh, psych, the psychiatrist. I'm sorry, I'm late. It's like, your name's not on here. It's like, like oh, I, yes, you better it check. Is. Oh, yes, it is. Check yeah. your list again. And suddenly the name's on the list. Yeah, Dr. Stevens. Dr. Stevens. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I have to say, this is where George, like where God comes, like God gets real juvenile here. Yeah, a little bit. Like, he's just like... He needs to prove a point, John. Yeah, I know, but he, he doesn't do the, like, it's like, oh, you can believe this? Like, yeah, like, he, do you trust your senses and believe what you saw? What about that chandelier? What chandelier? You know, like like yeah. the chandelier appears and disappears. Okay, and, but remember that... And then this, it's nighttime and yeah, then but, it's daytime. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, the underscore, the music that underscores is that same underscore music that happens when Tracy, you know, says that, but I have to talk to him first. You, it's actually the interlude for Man of the Infinite Power. It's so... <laughs> no, it's not Reverie. Suck, 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 suck. Um, reverie for me. It's not Reverie. So she... But she, she's under the... She, but the music that's under that, that that's like, it's one like hint away from becoming like a scary freaking movie when you really think about it you know i love it just for that i think it's done really well right. i think it ratches the tension up in a really nice way i gotta give them a lot of props i don't want to do the music yeah. but i gotta give them props i, I will say like it's it, it, it's for me the note on the scene is a little off because it's play. it's they can't decide if they're playing it for laughs right. or if they're playing it for uncanny you know and i think you i don't want think it to they're be- playing it for laughs but it, but the thing is, it's like I think, well, I think it is a little bit played for laughs. Like it's too many comedic actors in the scene. Yeah. You know, and it's too much. It's George Burns. You know, like I think I. But I think it. it it's like it's it's they can't decide because they want to keep it uncanny, but they also want it to have laughs. And, and I my, feel like it fails to do both. My opinion is this: they tried to play it for laughs. The focus group said it didn't work. That it, you know, made a joke out of the whole thing. Yeah, but I I'm, think, I'm finishing. Yeah, right. So, and so um, they decided that they needed to, you know, ratchet up, but they didn't want to recast it. So they just, they added the music. They kind of like ramped it up a little bit. They did a little bit more ADR of George Burns, maybe pulling back a little bit and making it more, uh, you know, his. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of ADR with yeah. George Burns. It seems like there's a lot of scenes where if, if his back is to the camera, it sounds like his, it sounds like it's got to be Luke because yeah. it's like he's like every time his back's to the camera, he is much louder. Yeah, you know. So anyway, so anyway, of course they all decide that she should go back to school because did they see it day or night? And you know he says, "How do you know this little girl didn't see God? Maybe you're seeing him right now." And then the door opens and he disappears. Like it's yeah, very, it's like it's like 
Yeah, what I'm saying is it's almost like, uh, come on, God, you could. You, I'm just saying that's a little, that's a, that's a little parlor tricky yeah, for the creator the of the point. universe. I think that was the whole point. Is like, you know, at what point do you believe or not believe? So I guess, but it's like at what point? At what point are you just David Copperfield? So they, <laughs> I do like actually, it's the '70s. What point are you just Doug Henning? It's magic. So they 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 agree that she should go back to school. So she gets to go home and go back to school. Right, and and meanwhile, by the way, we haven't really mentioned it. Over the course of the movie, her parents have oh, sort yeah. of grown closer back together again. You know, like in worry over their daughter. So by the end of it, they're all like her parents are back together, and they end up going to the same Chinese restaurant. Yep. And she get the fortune cookies move the time she doesn't have to open it, and she just yeah. goes to the lounge. Yeah. And, the and the, yeah, and the, that's the thing is the fortune cookies didn't move the first time. Yeah. They, and like that, they, they like Mexican jumping fortune cookies. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, so she goes, uh, she goes to the lounge because she knows that God is waiting for her, and she's talking to him, and he basically is telling her that this is probably the last time that she's going to see him unless he has a really big problem, and then he knows to, who to come to, right. kind of thing. And, yeah, don't call me, I'll call like, you. You're not like going to be in the sequel. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, you know but that, and then he leaves, and and it's just like really, and and and, 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 and he walks away. Like the way he leaves is he turns and walks away and gradually fades away and it it's like the end of an episode of The Incredible Hulk. Yes. Like it's like it's it's the say it's like this wistful music and he's turning away. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of weird. Very and maudlin. And and then, then, and, they, and, and, and it shows her crying and yeah. then it freeze frames on, on her, her crying. crying and that's how the credits go. It's just weird. Like it's just like the saddest, you know. And I I don't know why. She's I wrote, smiling. She's, she's smiling. Very Chekhov. She's smiling through tears. Yeah, she's smiling through the tears. She's she's. You know, how unsophisticated am I that I keep thinking that's a Steel Magnolias reference? Dude, you are unsophisticated. What's wrong with you? you so know, and I, 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 I don't know why I wrote, the last thing I wrote in my notes is, oh God, no, the fourth one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like that was my, oh God, no. That was going to be the fourth one after, right, oh God, right. you devil. Oh God, no. Not another one. <laughs> so, John. Oh, no, you have to ask me first. Sorry. So, um, Allie. Yes. Was, oh God, Book two, worth revisiting. Hell yeah. I love this movie. I have such a, like, it's such a soft place in my heart. It did a lot for me when I was a little girl. It still does a lot for me. I think it's fun. I think it's also, it makes you think of stuff. It puts it in an easier light, especially when you just sort of live in a world where you're like, don't know. I don't know. I, I love it. I think it's it's done well. So I, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it was worth revisiting. So John, was it worth watching? I'm going to have to say, um, despite my fairly lenient discussion of it, I don't know okay. about this. I think, if, like, if I were going to, like, I almost feel like I would recommend someone watch this movie because it's a, it, it's, it's almost like it, it's, it, I, I think it's currently on HBO Go. Isn't that how we watched yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. It's either that or show, one of the Showtime things. We watched it on some some on-demand service. They have all three of the Oh God movies, whichever one it is. And, uh, but... I would say, like, as a historical time capsule of, like, a movie from the period that you that is kind of, like, not remembered, I would say that might be a reason to watch it. Because it was, they were, these were movies that were kind of a big deal. Like, I think, I think the first Oh God movie might, might have been, like, I think, like, one of the critics, like, maybe Gene Siskel said it was, like, the best movie of the year, in, like, the year it came out, or one of the best movies of the year, you know. It was not, like, they, like... This movie is it's it's a decent movie, but I like I I I it is of its time in a way, mm-hmm. and it has and it it has some weird pacing issues. I feel like sure. it's not like I I don't have as like I I don't have the deep charm, but I do I do think it's a very interesting movie in that it's not at all what I would have expected it to be. Right, 
You know, like I feel just like, like this podcast today. Yeah, like it, it just uh, and we had pacing issues, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend us to anyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 not a bad movie, but it's also not a great movie either. It's it's just sort of it, like it's it's kind of a like it, it it is very low key. It's surprisingly low key yeah. until un, until there's a motorcycle chase. Well, true. You know, it it's 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 and it's it is a little weirdly preachy. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, would you? You, not us, but if this were up to you, would you let Jackson watch this movie? I mean, if you wanted to see it, I don't see any reason that I would. Would say you like no. watch it with the caveat you need to have a conversation afterwards? I don't know, because like I mean, it, de- it depends on exactly because you know he's a little young yet. Well, not depends, right now. It depends exactly on what his concept of you know religion, like how much he knows about what what people believe. What he, going into it if he right. knew nothing I'd probably want to talk to him about it just like I'd probably want to talk to him about anything with religion yeah. in it you know just like you know kind of to let him know that like you know this is a th- this is like a decision you have to make yourself and you know you know and everything and let him know like you know you don't have to believe this if you don't want to believe this you know or whatever but yeah I mean I probably I mean it's 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 relatively innocuous it's it, you know but it is it is weirdly religious because it's not religious like it's not religious in like a, I mean, it, it's a Judeo-Christian religiousness, mm-hmm. but there's no, there's not really any scriptural religiousness right. to it. It's more just about God existing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it like, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I would, I would probably let my kid watch it, you okay. know? So, um, I guess, uh, we're wrapping these things up. Um, once again, if you, um, if you want to find us. Well, before, wait, before we do that, you know, we didn't do any shout outs. Well, I, I you know what? I'm going to do just uh, I'm going to do a little plug because I mentioned it in passing. Yeah. Um, that I I was on uh, the most recent I'm on, I'm a guest on the most recent uh, podcast uh, at Pex Lives. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at, at Pex Lives P E X L I V L I V E S. It's a Doctor Who podcast, mostly about classic Doctor Who, but for the most part we. We talked about David Bowie, um, which was the main reason I was invited on. Um, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, if you know me, you know I'm a pretty a big file. I was going to say Bowie fan. I figured that would be less confusing <laughs> since that sounds uh, that sounds a Bowie file sounds like Eva file, which is a very creepy person. Um, um, but. Um, but yeah, so I, I do a guest appearance on there. Uh, so I, you know, and you, I think you can find that episode at I think it's at pexlives.libsyn.com is uh, is the address. But if you if you go to Twitter and look for uh, at pexlives, you can find the link, their link. You Great. Know. And I think it's who are the two guys that that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, Kevin Burns and James Murphy um, at uh, and Kevin Burns you can find it at Flex Fantastic and James Murphy is I think. At JCM nineteen sixteen, he keeps changing. He says he says he's no longer going to change his Twitter handle, but he keep he keeps making his Twitter handle harder to remember. Uh, so you know, if you could find him, follow him. If not, that's what he gets for making the most obtuse and confusing Twitter handle handle possible. There you go. Although I correctly guessed, it's a reference reference to the Irish Revolution. Um. So uh, I guess uh, it's it's sort of a plug shout out. You know. Great. I love it. Great. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, where can you find us? You can find us. Our website is matchmadeinspace.com. Oh, and I, I think I think you can find them uh, also at erudatorumpress.com. Uh, by the way, uh, them that they're part of the them uh, being Pex lives. Yeah, they're part of the erudatorum network of uh, 
of things, which is sort of a intellectual Doctor Who discussion group uh, with issue. That's sort of the central thing that ties them together. Um, but yeah, we're at matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, if you want to send us a, a long-form communique uh, that we may or may not answer at any time <laughs> in the future, you can try matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to find us on the old uh, Twitter ruse, we're uh, at MMIS Podcast. Uh, and uh, you can find Allie at ALI underscore Goodman. That's good man. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Doctor Who episode, A Good Man Goes to War. Wow. I was, or the Flannery O'Connor short story, A Good Man is Hard to Find. Yes. And uh, I am at Hitler Puncher, spelled like it sounds. And uh, basically, that's it. I don't think we have any other uh, other sites and locations that you can find us. So, um, you know, obviously, if you... Hey, uh, rate and review us at iTunes if you could, because, uh, you know, hey... And if you the- rate and review us... Um- you know, with a high score, we'll definitely shout you out. Oh God, don't don't try and bribe them. Oh, I'll bribe them. Oh, don't I bribe will. Them. I will bribe them with shout outs. Hey, and, and hey, if you're good at making 1980s style music while we're at it, if anyone feels like making us a different theme song, <gasps> yes, that would because be so I, cool. I just threw that damn thing together and it, uh, the bass lags on it because uh, yeah, I, I like well, the bass on the loop lags on it. It bothers me, but so I'm, I'm too lazy to come up with a better one. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come up with uh, making us a theme song that sounds sufficiently to me, 80s, to me that that sound that you know, what I love about it, I can I can I, I can pay you in admiration <laughs> it sounds a little revenge of the nerdy like era so i kind of love it for that reason but i, I mean I, right. I love it but it's cheesy yeah. and it and it, it it's it, it it literally was me playing on garage band and yeah. and saying close enough let's just use it let's just use it <laughs> you know we just need to get this thing launched yeah yeah exactly so if anyone wants to i was just thinking you know if anyone comes up with a better uh you know Better sort of uh, thing if you're better musicians or, or clever people. And by the way, I didn't say they had to give us a five star rating. I just said a nice rating. So you know, oh. or even just write us up nicely. Just, just really, I just want our profile to be raised because that might inspire us to actually do this more often. Yeah. Sorry again about the multiple delays. We 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 have very busy lives. <laughs> no, we Apparently don't. We get sick really often. Oh, and uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I and hernias that are hernias. Just yeah. a pulled groin for everyone who's following me on uh, my agonies Those of on you Twitter. Who really are worried about the crotch region of my, John uh, Walter? Just a, I know Mar Garcia parred my 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 groin apparently. <laughs> um, so I will. I'm actually in immense pain. I'm smiling through the tears. <laughs> oh, just like Chekhov. Just that like Tracy. That was Chekhov's Chekhov reference. Chekhov's Chekhov. All right. Well. By thanks. the way, that was that was so deep. That was so deep recursive. I, I like boom. Yeah. You just got insane. Well done. Well, um, anyway, this is a match made in space. Signing off. Adios. Crying, God knows I'm good. God knows I'm good. God knows I'm good. Maybe God will look the other way.